Galnet News Digest, 10th of January 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, alien first encounter and the many unanswered questions. Double jump discovery makes explorers return possible. Faction winners announced for the Colonia Expansion Initiative. Hyperspace, an historical perspective. Alien first encounter and the many unanswered questions. Since last Thursday's interdiction by an alien spacecraft of Commander D.P. Sayre, many more such incidents have been reported. We do not understand these encounters, but we can begin to piece together what they have in common. The hyperspace interdictions are commonly being called hyperdictions. They've all been within 150 light-years of Merope in the Pleiades sector. It seems that carrying an unidentified probe makes you much more likely to be hyperdicted, and if you've recently scanned the probe, that makes hyperdiction even more likely. The eight-winged organic-looking ship that appears doesn't seem to have aggressive intentions. It scans the disabled ship and then departs, after which the ship systems come back online and the hyperdicted commander is able to continue on his journey. The alien ships appear to be the same as the crashed ships that have already been discovered in the same region. The region is bounded by the sphere of unknown artefacts, also known as UAs. These UAs are known to have a corrosive effect on ship systems, which has led some to suggest that they may be forming a fence to keep these strange alien ships within the Pleiades sector. The alien ships seem to be particularly interested in unidentified probes which are known to scan planets and then send the data back in the direction of planet Merope 5C. Part of the data they send is the distance of the scanned planet from a permit-locked system in the Core 70 region. Merope 5C is in an area where there are many barnacles. Barnacles manufacture meta-alloys that neutralise the effect of UAs. We know that Professor Palin was interrogated by unknown assailants for several days about his investigation into the way that meta-alloys counteract the damage done by UAs. So if the UAs are a fence, then who built it? If the alien ships can't fly out, then why are we able to fly in? Were we ever meant to meet these aliens? Or was the permit-locking system supposed to keep us apart? Was building Obsidian Orbital mankind's greatest mistake? Stay tuned for more information when we get it. Double Jump Discovery makes Explorer's return trip possible. Since the relatively recent discovery that white dwarf and neutron stars can boost frameshift drive jump ranges significantly, Neutron highways have been established to allow very fast passage between distant parts of the galaxy. An intrepid group of explorers sees neutron star FSD boost as a means for travelling to distant stars never before visited. But until now it was believed that the journey would have to be a one-way journey with no return possible. Now Commander Odd Potato has changed all that by the discovery that it's possible to supercharge your frameshift drive twice from the same star. To do this, you must jump from within the cone of a neutron star, 
while the hyperspace countdown is running, it's just possible to supercharge your FSD a second time, and the charge remains available for your next jump, after your exit from the first jump. This dangerous manoeuvre means improved travel times and possible extensions to the neutron superhighways, but it also means that the distant stars explorers may be able to return from their dangerous voyage of first discovery. Faction winners announced for the Colonia Expansion Initiative. The first 10 factions to be granted leave to emigrate to Colonia have been announced. Top of the pile are the Eol Prau Group, with the Winged Hussars second. Other notable winners include Radio Sidewinder, Galcop and Cannon. Neither EDS-38 nor the Mobius Colonial Republic Navy qualified this time, but a second initiative's already been announced, so there's a second chance for all the unlucky runners-up. Hyperspace History An historical note was published in Galnet this week, giving some background to the hyperspace technology that we take for granted. Originating in the 22nd century, hyperspace technology only became widely used in the 2800s. The original faraway jump system required a satellite infrastructure and a limited fuel resource, known as Quirium, and was frequently unreliable. A number of ships became lost in the witch space of hyperspace tunnels, their fates remaining unknown. The replacement system, the 2B, no longer required Quirium, but it had two disadvantages. Jump times were no longer instantaneous, sometimes taking days or even weeks to an outside observer, although to the pilot they remained near instant. Secondly, the hyperspace cloud left at the jump entry point made piracy all too easy for the buccaneers of space. Most recently, Within the past 10 years, the current hyperdrive technology has brought back the near-instant jump times we used to get with the Quirium drives, but with a good jump range and very high reliability. It is perhaps humbling to realise that we don't actually understand how hyperspace technology works. The events of the past week have proved to us that creatures other than humans appear to have a much better understanding of hyperspace and are prepared to use that knowledge. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news, so you don't have to.